Welcome to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz and this program is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. I would like to thank Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. St. Croix, the best rods on earth and Daiwa, they've got your bass covered. My first guest today is Dan Johnston on the St. Croix segment, and we are gonna talk about how pro anglers and weekend anglers influence what manufacturers make. You can make a difference with an idea. It creates a need, and listen to Dan, good stuff there. And then I'm talking to the president of Take Up Vet Fishing, Org, Operation Healing Heroes. He also runs that. Jay Garstecki is going to talk to us about those organizations and all the good that they do. And then Jesse Mizell just won Okeechobee, the Toyota Series tournament down there in Florida. He won it last year too. And uh, looking forward to the rest of the season and see if he can uh, stay in that Angler of the Year race and win. But first, as always, this segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back, Dan Johnston. Hey, Dave. How are you? I am doing good. This week's topic, we've done this before, but I think it's been a couple of years. How do pro anglers and weekend anglers both influence what the manufacturers make? I think it's a pretty interesting topic. Well, it drives a lot of what we do at St. Croix. You know, the avid angler out there, and to your point, not necessarily professionally, but as you and I know, there's a lot of hammers out there that don't necessarily do it for a living that can be very influential, number one, and also dialed into to trends, and specifically baits, lines, which drives rod deflection, rod length. You know, look at what forward facing has done. Um, so I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a really important topic for the the angler and certainly those listeners out there to understand that there's a method to the madness and it all starts with identifying trends and then listening to people that do it a lot because they've oftentimes learned the hard way by doing things that don't work and like all of us try to make our mousetrap better yeah, and, and this is a great time of year to do this because there's so many consumer shows going on. You've got the Red Crest Bassmaster Classic coming up this spring. And, and the point is for the consumer not to not tell the people in the booths if they have a idea that could drive the need for a manufacturer to make it. Open your mouth, ask for it, because that's how you guys get your information. 100% agree, and it's not that we're just going to drop everything and do everything we hear, but there's really nothing I can ever remember in my career, product-related, that's ever come to fruition without a coalition of people talking about the ad, the advantage to the rod to make the angler better on the water. How long does it need to be? How does it need to bend? What kind of line are they putting on it? Are they downsizing the hooks on it? Um, you know, there's a million questions that we ask each other before that rod ever comes to fruition. And I've never, ever seen one come from one individual that spearheads it forward and just does it. And I think usually um, when you get multiple minds involved with something and talk something through, especially when it's taking a trend to a rod 
it's it's incredibly important. So to your point, absolutely. If you're at a sports show and you hear something or do something yourself that really, really works, even if it's a trend, doesn't even have to be a rod recommendation. Mm-hmm. It can be a trend or anything like this. You know, these guys are using a lot lighter line now on this rod because of this. It gets our wheels spinning. So yeah, we invite we invite uh uh knowledge 100%. Yeah, and it's not something that you're going to tell somebody in January or February or March and see this product next summer. A lot of times these things are years in the making. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we have a 24-month product life cycle at St. Croix, or in terms of of bringing a product, not life cycle, in terms of bringing a product from inception and idea to potential reality. And sometimes it takes longer than that to get it across the finish line. But it all starts... You know, and Dave, you've heard me say this a thousand times. I mean, St. Croix exists to provide every angler the upper hand. It's a big statement, but a big part of that is making sure that tool that we provide gives them the best experience. And we cannot do that unless we fully understand the trend and not only the trend, but how are we going to bring that trend from an actual manufacturing or rod standpoint to make that angler better. There's a lot to that. And that that's why any bit of information we can get out there, and sometimes it comes from two or three different areas and different types of geographies, and it all comes down to one. And it's really it's really neat to see it come together. But, yeah, the, the information that we get from the pros, um, the avid anglers, you know, even people that are just dialed into those people uh, can give us a lot of information as well. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that say, oh, the professional anglers don't, you know, they're not helping the sport because they're, they're, you know, causing people to go, go try to make a living at it. And they're, but, but they're, they're wrong there because they have a need for something. They, uh, it's not even, uh, they're not even really looking for a rod. They're looking for, they develop a technique or they develop a bait. And that requires the rod and reel and line manufacturers to to go forward and create something to make that presentation and that new idea something that's a complete package. And I think that's kind of what you're saying also. I am. It's exactly right. You know, and there's nothing that we do. And I'm sure there's some somebody out there crazily that would debate me on this, but there's <laughs> nothing that we do, whether it's a passion, a sport, any aptitude, even our career, that we we don't want to stay in or do more if we're not successful, period. And what professional anglers do is allow more anglers to be successful because they're on the water all the time. They're giving great information. And another thing I would add to that is every angler that gets into this sport has to buy a fishing license or they have to buy fishing tackle. These dollars help us legislatively. They help us uh, improve our fisheries, uh, all these things. So really, it's a it, it's it's a big asset for people out there that are opinion leaders that have good knowledge they can pass along to the masses with the hope that more people get into the sport um, because it helps all of us. Yeah, I think it all helps all of us. And I think this, if the people realize that their ideas or concepts or, you know, there's no such thing as a dumb question or or a dumb idea. You, You might, it might morph into something totally different than what you thought, but it might create, uh, 
interest and, and ideas flowing in the right people, the people uh, that are in the industry, that are developing products, developing rods. Um, I think you and I, having done seminars at shows, a lot of times we have always said that somebody will ask a question and we kind of look at each other and it's like, wow, and it, it gets us going. And when we learn something from those questions and ideas coming forward. It takes us a long time to learn that lesson, Dave, because, you know, BFS, bait finesse systems is one of the best examples I could speak of. I thought that personally, personally, I thought that was the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Why would you want to throw something super, super, super light on a bait caster, knowing the weight of the lure has to get the spool moving to get the line out of it, where a spinning rod, it just pulls loose line off the spool it just doesn't it never made sense to me pause fast forward it's one of the number one things talked about now out there people sell it they're making reels they're making rods they're designing baits i was dead wrong and a lot of times it takes a lot of times to learn that lesson you have to listen to people hear them out hear what they're saying be take your blinders off be open to ideas and how many how many examples could we give of things now people are doing that 20 years ago Probably you and I would have said, ah, there's no way people will be doing that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, so you, it's, it's, it is very important. Yeah, you're 100% right. And it's, so I, the point is, uh, weekend angler, professional angler, you can influence what happens in the industry and you can help yourself and help so many other people like Dan Johnson does every week. I, I truly appreciate it and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Hey, Dave, thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. That was Dan Johnston. I am Dave Kranz. This segment of the We Fish ASA podcast is always brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. We will be right back after these messages. For over 75 years here at St. Croix, we believe every angler deserves the best fishing experience possible in being equipped and prepared for the moment opportunity strikes. You can only provide control if you are in control. Our legacy is being written every day with decisions today determining our successes tomorrow. We value contributions and successes of all individuals, protecting and preserving the things that matter most, taking care of people like family, the persistent pursuit of perfection, St. Croix. Daiwa, MAGFORCE-Z, similar in design to our SV system. Rules with MAGFORCE-Z excel when it comes to casting control while fishing bigger, heavier baits. Our standard reels have a fixed rotor on the spool, meaning the braking pressure is consistent across the entirety of the cast. MacForce Z incorporates a spool that has a dynamic rotor that can adjust out and back from the spool. This gives you maximum control and casting precision. Daiwa. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. My next guest has a passion for the outdoors. He has a passion to get veterans involved. He is the president of Take a Vet and Operation Healing Heroes. Welcome back, Jay Garstecki. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. I, uh, you know, when we used to do this and we'd get an outlook for the year, 
you were doing stuff up in the Midwest and you had to wait for the weather, but now you travel to that and travel to Vets uh, South. You just finished an amazing event. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so this past Wednesday down in Madeira Beach, Florida, we had a uh, an event uh, out of Hubbard's Marina where we took 70 veterans out fishing. So, yeah, to your point, instead of waiting for the weather to uh, get better up here in the upper Midwest, we decided to travel down south and be able to uh, continue our journey of taking veterans fishing. Yeah, it's and that's amazing, and uh, just the reward of uh, of uh, getting these people out. And for some of them, they don't get the fish as much as you would think. They they have to wait for an opportunity of doing an event like yours. Yeah, it's amazing to hear the stories. I mean, some of these veterans obviously are avid fishermen that fish uh, probably more than I do, to yeah. tell you the truth. But that being said, there's a lot of them where we put a fishing pole in their hand for the very first time and gave them the experience and, uh, of fishing. And it's amazing to just watch the camaraderie that happens when they get together on a boat and uh, they, they share a common goal of fishing. It's just so much fun to watch. It is. And we're going to say this again before we end here, but how do people uh, find out about the events, how to donate, how to sponsor, how to be involved, uh, maybe get a vet in their area um, to one of your events? What's the best contact? Yeah, so uh, we are a nonprofit, a registered nonprofit, 501c3, and uh, our website is takeavetfishing.org. I do not have our 2024 schedule up there yet. However, I'm hoping to get that up onto our website sometime this week. There's just a few dates that we were working on uh, as far as, you know, we've got several different events this year, which we could talk about, but um, I just haven't had them zeroed in yet. So I think I have that pretty much finalized, so I'm hoping to get those dates uh, put up onto the website so that you can register as a a veteran a guide which is someone who owns a boat who's willing to donate their time and their their gas and their boat for four hours to take another veteran or two fishing and then volunteers also anyone who wants to just volunteer to uh, help veterans get on and off the boat help serve them food whatever you'd like to do again take about fishing.org you'll be able to sign up for our 2024 events excellent uh how about operation healing heroes let's talk a little bit about that yeah, so Operation Healing Heroes, again, it's another nonprofit organization uh, that documents the lives of our U.S. military veterans one story at a time at the individual level. So each episode, uh, it airs on Discovery Channel on Sunday mornings at uh, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, so 6.30 a.m. Central. But each episode, we feature a different U.S. military veteran uh, and or Gold Star family, and uh, we document their life the way they remember living it. So it's literally a documentary at the individual level, letting these heroes uh, share their experiences with us so that people across this country can understand that freedom isn't free. And, and some of these men and women gave the ultimate sacrifice and continue to serve uh, far after their, their time of service is up with the military. Uh, so it's, it's amazing. It's a great, great stories. Um, we just started airing episode, or, uh, season eight, uh, started yesterday on Sunday mornings on Discovery Channel. So uh, the, the first episode aired yesterday and uh, for the next 10 weeks we'll be on Discovery Channel again at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. That is awesome. And uh, you do it with volunteers. You do it uh, with people that are uh, have big hearts and appreciate our military, the men and women that serve. But you also have sponsors. Let's get those in there too. Who, who helps us out? Yeah, so, you know, great clips. Without great clips, I wouldn't uh, have the ability to do what I do. So uh, 
back in the 10 years ago we started taking our fishing um, we had gone to great clips and talked to them about uh, our, our concept of what, wanting to get veterans out on the water and they stood behind us 110% and to this day 10 years later they're still supporting us and then uh, without great clips we would never have been able to, to start Operation Healing Heroes in 2015 again um, having done take about fishing events and meeting this, this country's greatest heroes across the country uh, we heard stories that could not go left untold right and so man for me it was about sharing these stories at the individual level i went to them with my concept of creating a tv show and here we are you know again seven eight years later i'm going to be filming season nine starting in the beginning of march of this year and i, I couldn't be more honored than to, to honor the men and women who've given so much to us no, they, they do a great job, and it's so rewarding when you participate in a, a, any kind of uh, events, and I think it's also when you start volunteering for a, anything in your community, whether it's fishing or veterans or uh, kids, uh, giving back ends up being uh, almost uh, addictive, doesn't it? It's amazing. I mean, you get back tenfold what you give. And I always say that if you're out there, you know, giving back for the wrong reasons, meaning you expect something in return, then then you need to go do something else. Um, when, when you can do something for somebody and expect absolutely nothing in return, you're going to see that it's going to give back to you tenfold. Absolutely. And I, I think uh, people need to do it uh, the first time and help uh, takeavet.org is uh, where you'll be able to see that schedule for the full year up pretty soon, right? Yeah, takeavetfishing.org. Take by, by, uh, by the middle of February, it'll for sure be up. Excellent. And, and uh, you know, uh, Operation Healing Heroes on Discovery, Sunday mornings, uh, get up early, get that cup of coffee, and uh, uh, pay attention to somebody that uh, – gives you the freedoms that we have uh, that you can sit there on Sunday morning and read your newspaper and have your coffee and um, and you'll you'll get a feeling of uh, of where they're coming from won't they yeah, amen to that. And, uh, you know, we had mentioned Great Clips being a sponsor, and they've been a supporter of ours since day one. But there's other organizations out there um, like St. Croix Rods and Wiley X Sunglasses and Power Pole and Recon Boats. And, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on, right? But it's those organizations that um, really make a difference in, in what we can provide and so and to our veterans. And so I always say support the companies that support our veterans. So again, takeaboutfishing.org or operationhealingheroes.org to get a full list of all of our supporters. Uh, we certainly appreciate you supporting the companies that support our veterans. There you go. And I appreciate uh, Jay Garstecki being on the We Fish ASA podcast. And thanks for the update. Thanks for everything you do. And uh, look forward to talking to you again uh, sometime later in the year. We'll get an update again. Well, Dave, thank you for your continued support, and uh, we certainly appreciate all your listeners. Uh, and again, thank you for, for giving us this great opportunity. No, no problem. We appreciate it. I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast. That was Jay Garstecki. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back after these messages. Calcutta Outdoors. From bluegill to bluefin, Calcutta Outdoors has the innovative outdoor recreational brands that consumers are looking for. We offer a wide range of trusted products, from fishing rods, combos, and tackle to coolers, drinkware, outdoor apparel, and marine accessories. Calcutta Outdoors. Kiowa. Our SV system is made with one thing in mind, casting control. The design of the spool as well as how the spool interacts with the braking system gives maximum control and ease of use when it comes to situations people might generally struggle with. Whether it's casting lightweight baits, skipping 
pitching, casting into the wind, or even if you're just getting accustomed to a bait casting reel, SV is designed to help you excel. When set properly, SV reels virtually eliminate backlashes. Daiwa. St. Croix, crafting the best rods on earth takes a team effort. Takes a lot of hands to produce a St. Croix fishing rod, 32 to be exact. Every rod we manufacture is carefully crafted, assembled, and tested by passionate professionals who want to ensure you have the best fishing experience possible. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz, and this program is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. I thank them for everything they do for me. I'd like to welcome the recent winner of the Southern Division Okeechobee, Florida tournament, Jesse Mizell. How you doing, Jesse? I'm doing good. Good. How about yourself? I am doing good. I I watched you this weekend on the Toyota Series. Uh, Boy, you, you had consistent days every day. I think you had 24-something two days in a row and 23-something for the third day. Uh, that that was not the big bag of the tournament because the fishing was pretty phenomenal, wasn't it? Yes, it was actually, uh, we just hit it perfect, you know, um, for once. You know, normally you say tournament, you get the worst weather ever. Mm-hmm. And it worked out for my advantage on practice, you know. Tough practice for everybody. It's hard to, you know, get a game plan together if you're not from there and don't have the confidence in a spot. Because I knew the fish were in an old area and they were staging and, and coming and going, you know, pre spawn and post spawn fish. Um, so I just, you know, just sat in one spot for all three days and, and you see, you know, the consistent ways that they were just keep reloading, reloading. And I, I honestly think I could have got a lot more weight. It's just, you know, there was also people coming and going also and then it's got like a muddy bottom so it would get you know blowed out i would call it get blowed out and the fish would shut down around 11 or so and you know i just stuck it i maybe caught one or two after that but i caught a lot more late early in the morning before we got you know a lot of pressure on it yeah, yeah. So they the fish were were actively spawning and coming in and getting done and so being in that transition area was was the key Yes, it was the key spot. You know, back in the there's like a bay I was fishing. So they, uh, you got the main lake, and there was a cattail wall, and then a bay. But then all the way in the back of that bay was a nice sandy bottom area where they were spawning. And but when they come out of there, there was isolated cover, and they would stage in that isolated cover, and I could target it and know that there was you know have enough confidence there was a fish sitting in that you know clump of reeds or you know a patch of some people call them arrowheads mother-in-law tongues or whatever you know yeah um so i i, I target all them little isolated cover and and just just power pull down and just sand cast and try not to move as much as possible maybe I have that power pole move. I think I love it for that shallow water. And the fish are really pressing. That thing is so quiet. It is a game changer, that trolling motor. So I just ease probably, you know, 10, 15 feet and then pull back down and just, you know, fan cast that isolate stuff. And that's what my pattern was, is just try to cover up, cover as much every square inch of that. Because uh, on the bottom also, you know, there might you might not see the cover, but on the four-station sonar, I would turn it on every once in a while. But I pretty much learned the area where the underwater cover was, like a old lily pad root or something that was not surfaced, but mm-hmm. you have to know where it was and just had a mental note and just targeted all them um, little spots. Yeah, yeah, no, that and that's obviously it, it worked well. Uh, 
is this your home body of water or are you pretty familiar with it oh yeah this is uh, i grew up you know as a little kid you know my dad you know fishing fun fishing fishing club stuff and then when i got old enough to get my own boat i just went from there and just started fishing every little tournament i could and then about three years ago, I started guiding because I was, you know, had people wanting to go, but since it's navigable waters, I could not guide out there without having a captain's license. So I went and got my captain's license and started guiding, you know, you know, this time of year, you know, a couple months out of the year, I would, you know, for the spawn, um, and just go from there, you know, and try to make a little bit of money doing that and fishing tournaments. Yeah, yeah, and it, well, it's obviously it's working out, and uh, this is this is a big win here to start the season. As that. Um, how about the next two? Are you excited about where you're going for the next two? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm really excited about Harris. Harris is, was really good last year. So last year, I finished 11th. And, you know, with, with doing that forward facing sonar, I was running a jerk bait, you know, up there last year. This That was actually the first time of the season was there. And so it was, like, I think it was January, late January, early February. Maybe, or, I think it was January. Uh, but anyways, it was... It was a, a fun bite, but I lost a lot of big fish. I know a lot of that's how stories go with fishing. Oh, I should have won it. But honestly, no, no, no BS. It was, I should have won that thing. Lost, I think in that three days, I lost six fish over five pounds yeah. and caught multiple big fish, you know, throwing, throwing that jerk bait. And I'm really excited to get back there and do that again. And then after that event last year, then I won Okeechobee last year at the Toyota. So, <laughs> to be able to back it up two day two times in a row, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I didn't think it was going to happen. I just you know just went fishing, just crunched down, and then to get back on track with the with the next Toyota uh, after that is uh, Santee Cooper, which that time of year it's going to be a little bit different than I'm used to. I normally go up there during the spawn, but it's going to be later. Um, but they might pull up in them ditches, you know, where I like to you know I'm a flipper, so I like okay. to flip. So in that up in the jungle and stuff that that's in my wheelhouse so that might be a big player up there so i'm pretty excited about that also yeah well you got a really good chance to uh be angler of the year this year were you last year in that division well i was leading it after the okeechobee event and finished 11th on harris i was leading by like 11 or so 15 points uh and you know i i I go up there and fish lake uh ufala and that was the third tournament and i was i had so much confidence going into that tournament and i don't know what happened you know i had a lot of good fish on practice you know i fished there quite a bit and i seen a lot of sick fish you know coming up to the surface and had sores on i don't know what the fish were coming out of the piles i was off offshore pile fishing Mm -hmm. and i just i don't know if it was my luck or what i normally don't fish the north northern end of the lake and i didn't practice so and that's where the turn was won and just like i was saying the, the fishing was just weird and i i bombed and yeah. I, I left it all on the table but that's happened that's the, the fishing has its highs and lows you know well, you got a you got a great start for uh, redemption this year, and uh, uh, you got uh, two great places to go and fish again. And hey, you got maximum points you could get out of this one, so you got to be happy about that. You got to be looking forward to it. Hey, I've got to stop uh, for a, a couple commercial breaks uh, from our sponsors, and when we come back, I would like to hear from your sponsors. I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast here with Jesse Mazel. We'll be right back.
For over 75 years here at St. Croix, we believe Evy Angler deserves the best fishing experience possible in being equipped and prepared for the moment opportunity strikes. You can only provide control if you are in control. Our legacy is being written every day with decisions today determining our successes tomorrow. We value contributions and successes of all individuals, protecting and preserving the things that matter most, taking care of people like family, the persistent pursuit of perfection, St. Croix. Daiwa, MAG4Z, similar in design to our SV system. Reels with MAG4Z excel when it comes to casting control while fishing bigger, heavier baits. Our standard reels have a fixed rotor on the spool, meaning the braking pressure is consistent across the entirety of the cast. MAG4Z incorporates a spool that has a dynamic rotor that can adjust out and back from the spool. This gives you maximum control and casting precision. Daiwa. All right, we are back with more of the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz. Uh, we were talking with Jesse Mizell uh, about his win on Okeechobee and uh, what he's looking forward to. But before we get to more of that, uh, who keeps you on the water, Jesse? You got some sponsors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, honestly, you know, to be able to keep my mind right fishing these events, uh, is not, you know, to have these sponsors back you up, and it's, it's a big part of it, you know. Um, I got one of my biggest sponsors, and they, I've been with them for a long time, is uh, 13 Fishing. You know, now they're, I think they're pretty much branded with uh, Rapala. Yeah. So they, I've been with them for a long time. They've been keeping me afloat, and I really couldn't do without them. They've been... You know, with their line of rods, I help develop their, you know, the rods and reels. I do a lot of testing for them. I, I, I beat them up pr- pretty bad. And and then have, you know, you know with Rapala, I got, you know, the suffix line. And then, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff with Fitzgerald Fishing. They got awesome, you know, line of products. You know, I use a lot of their, their tungstens and stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, Lowrance, uh, Mercury, you know, Ocean Grip is a local company that does my boat because I have a, a custom boat and they're one of my big sponsors is the big old boats you know they uh i've been with them shoot oh man i've probably been with be a new boat every two years i've been with them probably 10 10 years now yeah with big old boats they're a local you know florida boat company custom made and then i got them you know hooked up with ocean grip which is kind of like a sea deck product and so my boat has no carpet whatsoever in it so it's it's awesome you know maybe they'll take saltwater fishing do a little bit of that, and so it's a good, good little product there. And then my other sponsor, man, they they are a, a freaking everywhere, pretty much staple, but big time down in Florida is the Gambler baits. You know, Gambler is they just came out with a frog, which that was the frog I was using to be able to seal the deal on this event. And and I run the Komodo, you know, chatterbait trailer on there, and them things right there is just a proof in the pudding you know I, I love their baits they've always caught giant fish you know big confidence baits you know they make all good stuff i haven't had anything they make that didn't work you know yeah they just just a good deal yeah um, yeah sounds like you got a good lineup there that helps you and i like your comment about you get a boat uh, every two years it's i think it's almost uh it's a lot of work to set up a boat every single year yeah i don't know how these guys do it honestly uh it's you're trying to like crunch time trying to get this get you in a boat and get everything rigged up and then by the time you're doing that you're already trying to get the other one ordered and i don't I just that just seems like a lot of stress on me and i don't, I don't know how these guys do it honestly but uh 
Well, you, you, yeah, it's a lot of work. You said you guide and you do. Are these the only three uh, tournaments you do for Toyota Southern Division? Yes, yes. I didn't mean if I'd do a championship like that, but right, right. Um, I, I used to run around and fish the ABAs and stuff, but I, I stopped doing that. Yeah, so so you're not putting that many hours on your motor and your boat, your rig, anyway. No. So probably after two years, it's you're, you're not losing any money by doing that. No, I think two two years. I think I got maybe. 300, mm, 350 hours on my rig. I don't, I don't do a bunch of running. No, no. So that's not bad at all. And that, that, that makes a lot of sense to me to do it every, you know, couple of years if you're not putting the hours on it. And like most pros, you know, people say, oh, they, you know, they're, they're getting rid of that boat so they don't care. They do care because every single minute, everything has to work, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And then you, with my situation, I, with, and I still run into it just because the, demand of boats and being a custom boat i have to have on almost a year waiting list so i get into a situation like i'm selling my boat and then somebody needs it now and then i'm still waiting on my other one and you know especially back when motors were hard to get and i can't be without a boat with guidance and stuff so that's a, a big problem too to have no no well and a good problem to have because you're you're enjoying every minute out on the water you're guiding you're fishing now when's the next one coming up here what is that in march or earlier yes it's in mid-march uh, i got the harris chain event okay and will the, the spawn be totally over by then or at harris will there still be some spawners uh, they will, there'll be a handful of spawners i'm kind of hoping there won't be yeah i'm hoping a lot of fish are uh uh post spawn you know staging offshore and that's the way i like to catch them up there uh i'm hoping that's the situation we run into but they're spawning i had some fun with that too i'll i'll I'll, I'll do wherever I get dealt with. So. Yeah, whatever, whatever practice tells you. Did did this colder weather across the country um, this year slow the spawn down in the south, do you think? No, no. They were just staged up waiting for the right moment to pull up. In this event, they did pull up. And I think they're honestly so involved in doing their thing. A lot of these fish, they weren't even thinking about biting. They were... I seen reeds knocking around in one spot, and I was scoping, and then there would be fish down there that they didn't want about to do anything with any baits or anything. There was just one thing on their mind was doing their thing and get back done, you know, get back out in the lake. Yeah, get back done, get back to feeding, back to doing their thing. And uh, uh, how about goals, uh, Jesse? You have any goals in in the fishing world? Uh, you you want to move forward in this and do more than three tournaments a year? Oh, yeah, I would love to, you know, either the MLF or Bass or whichever one. I would like to, you know, if I can get enough sponsors to back me and not stress too much about money, which is I think everybody's goal, but I don't want, that's my biggest hope, uh, fear is stressing about the money issue back, you know, I want to go pro, but I'll and be able to pay for my bills back at home and on the road. I don't want to stress out about money and living on credit cards. That's my biggest fear. No, and a lot of people do that. They uh, they skimp on uh, the food and skimp on accommodations to stay in places. And um, it, it, that's got to add up. If you don't have that stress, it's got to be so much easier. Oh, yeah, 100%. I like bony sandwiches, but I don't like bony sandwiches that bad to have them every night. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. You just got to uh, go forward and... Uh, uh, you're okay if you if you move forward from somewhere you're not just going to be in the south fishing these you're going to have to come up and uh, play in the north on any of those divisions with the smallmouth are you comfortable doing that oh yeah i love it you know i, I fished that uh 
oh, what was that? I, I fished up north before for small mouth and stuff. I think I, oh, well, I fished that big Bass Pro Shop tournament uh, up there on Table Rock. And okay. it was really good. I think out of 400 teams, I, I I finished like 27th or something. But I also had a, a blowed up motor and had a borrow boat. Didn't have no electronics on it for the last day, but still pulled it off somehow. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So the the northern fishery is not going to bid throw you at all, is that? I, no, it, no. I, I I can. You know, I'm not bullheaded. You know, I'm a very versatile fisherman. So I think that's what helps me a lot. I'm not stuck. I have a flipper, and that's all I'm going to do. No, I'll, I'll I'll pick up a fairy wand and and get light as can be and, and try to you know make that make that happen. I'll make adjustments to the wind. And 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 anymore, if if you're not good. At the upper levels, with both a bait caster and a spinning rod, you're not playing the game. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're just leaving it all on the table if you don't adjust. Yeah, well, we look forward to uh, seeing where you go and how you end up in the uh, Southern Division. You've got an awesome start. I definitely appreciate your time and uh, going to watch it. And hopefully, we'll have you on here again because that'll mean that you won another one. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jesse. We appreciate it. Uh, good luck at the next tournament. All right, thank you. That was Jesse Mizell. I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast. I would like to thank my sponsors, Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Thank you to St. Croix, the best rods on earth. And thanks to Daiwa, they've got your bass covered. Thank you to Dan Johnson for the uh, interesting uh, information about how you can influence the manufacturers of the industry. Whether you're a pro or a weekend angler, you can determine what gets made and start that idea. Jay Garstecki, takeabetfishing.org. Thank you for updating us and giving us an outlook on 2024 and telling us about the first event that just had happened. Also talking about Operation Healing Heroes. And you just heard from Jesse Mizell, Toyota Series winner down on Okeechobee, Florida. We're going to watch him the rest of this season and see how he does. I'm looking forward to bringing you the We Fish ASA podcast next week. Until then, please take someone fishing to help grow our sport. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, What's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit keepamericafishing.org and pledge to pitch it.